This is the PKD Black Box, Episode 7. This episode of the PKD Black Box is brought to you by AtomicTiki.blogspot.com, the virtual home of comic artist Steve Bryant, Eisner Award nominee and creator of Athena Voltaire. His work has appeared in IDW and Moonstone Comics, and he is currently accepting commissions during the holiday season. To see samples of his art and more, check out AtomicTiki.blogspot.com. Once again, that's AtomicTiki.blogspot.com. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor, a.k.a. Stan Leroy. This week's episode, my good friend and podcasting brethren, Donnie Salvo of the Reality Wasted Podcast, returns to the PKD Black Box as we have a discussion about monthly comics versus trades and what we prefer. Um, there are tangents aplenty. I will give you that warning warning ahead of time. But all in all, it was a good talk. But before we get into our main uh, topic today, I want to talk a bit about my homeboy, Dr. Voodoo. The Adventures of Dr. Voodoo, Avenger of the Supernatural, will be ending with issue 5 in early 2010. While I was looking forward to continuing to read the adventures of Marvel Comics' current Sorcerer Supreme, his run as a monthly comic was pretty much doomed from the jump. I, I give props to Rick Remender for handling Jericho Drum, a.k.a. Dr. Voodoo, the way that he has, and even bigger kudos to Jeff Tapalo for the incredible artwork. It's, it's beautiful. It's very nice. Uh, Rick Remender does promise that the character will have a defined role in the Avengers comics in 2010. One of the first problems, though, um, this book faced began with its pricing point for issue number one. After a somewhat weak lead-in story that passed the torch of Marvel Comics' greatest sorcerer from Doctor Strange to Doctor Voodoo, there was little buzz that followed for the upcoming series, and at $3.99 for a premiere issue... Even though it was a 40-page book with 28 pages of new story and six pages, of, six pages of reference material that broke down how Brother Voodoo eventually turned into Dr. Voodoo, honestly, $3.99 is a hard sell for a comic book with a Black League character, and Marvel knew that after the less-than-stellar numbers with Adam, Legend of the Blue Marvel miniseries, which was priced at $3.99 throughout the whole run. Now, after issue number one, Dr. Voodoo went back to a $2.99 price point, it had fewer pages, but it doesn't make a difference now because people passed up on issue number one, which was priced higher. So you've already shot yourself in the foot. Now, I'm sure there are comic book readers saying, well, in the 80s, Brother Voodoo was a joke, so why should I take him seriously as Dr. Voodoo, Dr. Voodoo today? Or readers might say, who is Dr. Voodoo and why should I care about the character? Well, that leads to another problem that I have, not just with how the Dr. Voodoo series was handled but with how bigger publishers continue to attempt to cater to a pandering fan base instead of going for a younger or newer audience and introducing them to characters, you know, these types of characters, because those readers will more than likely not have the type of existing reading prejudices that many older readers of comics have. Not only that, but due to either improper promoting of comics or lead-ins for comics like Dr. Voodoo, it affects the chances of even newer titles even getting getting a shot. Um, artist uh, Steve Bryant broke it down for for the people on a post in the comicforums.com where he um, breaks down the problem with Marvel and DC today in introducing new titles, and this is what he said. 
Uh, comics and characters are no longer evaluated on the basis of whether or not a character or storyline is compelling. It's always measured within the context of the big story playing out across the flagship titles starring the flagship characters. New readers are indoc- indoctrinated into this big story mentality that everything else is marginalized. The success, of, the success stories of the last two decades are minimal. Um, the Jack Knight Starman from DC, Runaways, Deadpool. However, the total of the abandoned attempts is much higher. Um, Jamie Ray's Blue Beetle, which kids now see on Batman Brave and the Bold, uh, Gravity, Lab Rats, um, the Ryan Choi version of the Atom, Sovereign Seven, Checkmate, Monolith, the Irredeemable Ant-Man, um, and, of course, Dr. Voodoo. And he says those are just some of the titles off the top of his head. And then he says, I'm, I'm sure there are a few more aborted titles that died out because they didn't fit into the big story. And I agree with him. I know that eventually Doctor Strange will return to be Marvel's sorcerer again, and I, I, I give much respect to Remender and Paolo for making this comic, but at the same time, I really wish that doc, the Doctor Voodoo series would have had more room to breathe and more time to grow, because it really could have been something. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about floppies uh, versus trays. What what suits you best? I know Donnie, Donnie and I have talked about this off mic, and we've talked about it at conventions. So you know what, Donnie? I'm going to start with you. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, floppies or single issues or whatever you want to call them? I personally don't like calling them floppies. I just call them comic books or tray paperbacks. For me, it really depends on the book itself. For instance, like The Walking Dead, I can't read that. I tried to read that month to month. I can't do it. That that That's a long time. Is it because of the way the story is set and that it's very gripping and it has a lot of cliffhangers and shocks to it? You need that next issue right away? Yes, and also it's a very, very fast read. It, it is. Single issue, that's a very fast read. How many pages uh, is it per issue? Is it like 22, 28, 30? It might be 20, 22 maybe. 22 or 28 it's 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 just it's a quick it's it's just i can't explain everybody who reads walking dead knows exactly what i'm talking about and for those people who buy it monthly god bless you i don't know how you do it (laughs) because honest to god when i get the new trade i read all the old ones right in a row boom bang boom 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 and then i get to the newest one and read it right in a row i mean it's it's a very quick read and i don't know how people could buy that month to month well some people fiend for it i've never read any of uh, the walking dead Sorry, no my 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 geek card. Oh my, my lord! My geek cards are going to be pulled. See, I you know me and, and horror books, we kind of have our issues or the horror genre in, in general. I'm not a big horror fan, so zombies kind of you know zombies kind of mess with me a little bit. I did enjoy Shaun of the Dead because it was a nice balance of comedy and zombie action. But I normally don't fool with zombies though. I, I can't even front. But, yeah, but the, you you see the thing of it is you have to read this book because it's it's. It's not about the zombies, dude. The Walking Dead are the people that are alive. Oh, see, I've never had anybody explain it to me that way before. It, well, I mean, that's my <laughs> interpretation of it. It's 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 just unbelievable. It's really a huge story about survival and people, and it's like a soap opera, and the zombies are the backdrop. I mean, it's the most insane soap opera you'd ever like see. But I mean, you know, read. And, you know, and uh, this and this is a black and white book, correct? Oh yeah, 
Yep. See, I don't, see, black and white books still sell. I've been trying to convince, I've been trying to convince people of that for ages. Black and white books still sell. Now, is this a book also that it comes out on time? Is it every thirty days? Is it very consistent? There was a time where it was it was a little late here and there, but then uh, Kirkman said all his books were going to come out on time in '09. That was his big little thing, and you know he pretty much lived up to it, from what I hear. You know, but I mean, even the trades are, are pretty much, they're coming out pretty quickly now. Now, you know? as far as the trades go, with the way Image does things, is it comic book, trade, then there's like an ultimate, or is there a hardcover? How do they sort all that out? Yes. <laughs> so it's it's that process where they have, I know. They, I, right I, now they have like two Omnibuy that are out, but the first one's out of print. Then they have a compendium, which I think is soft cover, and it's the first 40 issues. Now, see, I saw the compendium somewhere. That I did see. I didn't know about the other stuff, but I knew about the compendium. Compendium. I knew there there were the regular trades, and then, then there was the compendium. Those things I knew about. Then they have the hardcover deluxe edition, which I think are two trades in one, kind of like what Vertigo's doing with the Fable stuff now and the Preacher stuff now. All right. And then there's just the regular trades, you know, soft cover. Those are the ones I buy. Oh, they're also cheaper, too. Saves, yeah. Well, saves some money. You know what I was thinking about doing is just I, I was going to start uh, maybe sending some off to uh, library binding and getting like four trades binded together in one nice hardcover. Make for it definitely make for a nice uh, library book. Yeah, keep going because I mean that that's a book that I've like I said, and every time a new one comes in, I read one through nine, one through ten, boom, boom, boom. It doesn't go to waste. It's not like one of those trades you read, it sits on your shelf and you're just like, That was a good story, but I don't think I'm ever gonna read that again. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, you gotta pick it up. I know I should. It's it's on that continued list of stuff I was supposed to buy from day one, but I still haven't. Now, we, you talked for a second about how the trade for Walking Dead, it really serves a purpose, and the trade is better for you from that aspect. From a monthly issue aspect, what suits you best? I get... A large amount of my superhero reading monthly. My Spider-Man, Batman books, Green Lantern. I just don't see waiting on the trades for those, like, because I'm old school. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just how I started collecting. Well, yeah. Well, well, the way you know we started collecting coming up. I didn't. I don't. I can't really remember offhand if you had a comic book store in your neighborhood. In my neighborhood, we didn't have one in the beginning. We got one later, but. You had to go to a grocery store. You had to go to a uh, convenience store or a newspaper. We used to have newspaper slash candy stores all over our town. And that's how we got our books. So you literally went every week just to make sure that you could get your book because it may not be there. And at the same time, they didn't order everything. So I would have to go to one store to get Green Lantern, one store to get Captain America, another store to get Star Wars. So it was always... It was a hunting game, if yeah. it, as it were. So it, it made getting those books very, uh, I don't want to say valuable, but it made it a little bit more memorable. And it also made an enjoyable read because once you got it, you felt you accomplished something. Yeah, like in my area, it, uh, I think it was like the first year or so, we had a chain of newsstands in Connecticut. It was, And there was, it happened to be one in our town. And, and uh, my father would take me there like every Friday or Saturday morning, you know, let me 
get like two or three comics. And then this retired guy opened up his own business. He gutted the bottom of his house and it was a comic book, <laughs> comic book, baseball card slash printing press. What? I swear to God. And it was him and a guy who was older than Jesus. <laughs> and they opened it up together. That's when I first really, that's when I dove right into it, man, because this was, it was literally like a whole bottom floor with nothing but back issues and all kinds of, you know, and, and he started the file system and all that stuff. Man, I didn't know what, I lost my damn mind. My father wished he never found that place. <laughs> you know, and that's how it's, you know, I've just had that mentality for so long that with the file system that it's going to be there, yeah. you know, every store does it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, know? yeah. You, you have, you have like a lot of stores like the stores in my neighborhood, you'll have the current issue and then behind it on the shelf will either be the issue before or at least two issues before sometimes and then there's your back issues right behind you right. It, it is a very it is a very rank and file system now it's starting to become a little bit more trend, trendy in newer stores where they're going to have the current issue and a minimal and i mean minimal bare minimum a uh, minimal selection of back issues because you know they feel that they can use that that space in their store to sell other things, maybe high market items or things that they know will clear out quickly. Because for a lot of re- retailers right now, at the time of this economy, sitting on stock isn't good. You got to you got to move stuff out so you can make money, pay your rent, keep your business afloat. Well, you know what they're doing essentially is they're moving the back issue stock because it doesn't move, and you're going to wind up getting bigger trade sections. I, I can see that. I, I can see that happening. In comic book stores, but the first thing that has to happen is that comic book stores will have to find a way to compete with the Barnes and Nobles. Now, Grand Borders is closing down a bunch of a bunch of stores, but they're going to have to be able to compete with the bookstore with the standard bookstore discount or the online store discount. I'm not saying that they have to discount to the point where they're losing money or they're barely making anything from it. But the biggest issue I know with friends of mine who go to comic book stores when they go get trades, they seldom ever go get trades from a comic book store. They'll go get trades from an online store in a heartbeat. They'll run to a comic book store to get a single issue of something that they've missed, regardless of whether they they get a discount on it or not because of that price point. And that's something else I want to talk about is price point, especially on these uh, single issues. But they'll seldom go to a comic book store to get a trade or an essential because there's there's no markdown. People, no. people want that markdown. Oh, of course. I mean, if you if if I could go down the street, unless it's something I really, really need, or I could just wait for it on, you know, to come right to my house, and it's going to be cheaper, and I don't even have to leave. Right. You know. I mean, like for me though, it depends on a lot. A lot of my Vertigo stuff, I only read in trades. Well, but with Vertigo, they've really conditioned readers to go for the trade, especially with the first trade. For pretty much all the newer titles that I've seen, the first trade is inexpensive, has a bunch of issues, and the paper quality, it isn't that super glossy paper quality, which I'm actually thankful for because I'm tired of reading comic books with this with these glossy pa- with the glossy paper. Yeah. And getting thumbprints on the inner pages. I mean, I don't I don't care because I'm not a collector, I I'm a reader, but it's just annoying. It's really annoying and sometimes I'll get print on my fingers. Where I can pick up a vertigo trade, read straight through, there's different paper quality, and it works great. And it, you know, and it reads great. So, but Vertigo's can really conditioned readers to go for the trade, and they wonder why they're fl- why the single issues sometimes struggle. Now, there are certain books that Vertigo puts out doesn't matter whether it's a single issue or trade; they do well. But there, but other books 
do great in trade and don't and they don't they don't make those same type of numbers off the single. Right, right. Well, I think like you have like I think on Scalped, a book like Scalped, you have I think it's equal on both sides, and a book like Fables, it's equal on both sides. But I think a book like Madame Xanadu, you might, or The Unknown Soldier, or um, Northlanders, is going to do better in trade than it's going to do in single issue. I, I love Air by Vertigo. Air is a great title, but I'll be the first to tell you. First issue was fantastic. Second issue was pretty good, but the way it was written for me, it automatically just came up to me and to me as this is meant to be read in trade. It was one of those things where... I, I could wait, you know, I, I could wait, I can I can get it because it's just going to be a better cohesive read because there's a lot of mystery and I want to say like metaphysical time, metaphysical time type stuff in the book to where it's just better if you have it in one sitting rather than, I can pull, I could pull out back issues, that's what I used to have to do back in the day, but it's just set up better as a trade. So it's, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword. Now, one another issue is the way the comic book price comic book prices are going up, they're starting to really service people to just say, Well, you should get the trade anyway. Especially if people are paying four dollars for a comic. Yeah. I, and I have issue with that. They want comic books to sell. They want trades to sell. And I understand that. It's all nature of the business. You have a product, you want to sell it, you want to make money so the business can continue and flourish. Great. But how can you entice people to buy single issues? If they're only getting, you know, 28 to 30 pages of entertainment for $3.99 now lately, Marvel's been bumping up page counts on certain books, but still, I don't think it justifies the cost. I really don't, especially after they said, well, we're doing it to, you know, we're doing it because we can. And if people didn't buy the books, we would mark the prices back down. And I'm starting to see now that DC, they're starting to come out with these one-shot books that are $4.99. Wait, wait, wait. Like which uh, which ones are you talking about from DC in particular? DC in um, let's see. By the time this episode airs, <laughs> by the time this episode airs, it, it may come out, but I think it's coming out in February 2010. There's a Justice League of America giant book. Um, oh, 80 page giant. No, yeah. not, no, no. There's the 80 page giant, but there's this other book that's like 40, I think like 40 to 60 pages for 4.99 that has some of the bios of Justice League members from out of the pages of 52. Uh, some stories, some bio stories, I think, from Countdown, and then some material from various Justice League issues put in a book. So it's pretty much just all reprinted material. Yeah. So I don't really see the purpose. I don't really, I don't really see the purpose in that at all. I don't either, to be honest with you. And I'm going to tell you the truth. That book probably won't sell for squat. That's a waste of trees right there. Oh, no question. I have no, I have no problem with the single issues with DC with what they did with, where um, you have your feature and then your co-feature or your backup story. Well, they don't like calling it backup co-feature. It's a co-feature, damn it. <laughs> I like the co-feature. It, 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 take, it takes me to the times of the 70s and sometimes the 80s where Detective Comics had Bat Batman and there was a Manhunter story that followed it. That's right. Yep. You know, there were, there were a few books that had the co-feature or the backup story in them. It works. It does work. Another thing is that, okay, like say for instance, the new event, the Avengers line. There are a lot of Avengers books that are $3.99. That's why I stopped buying them. Same here. Now, as much as I mean, I enjoy a Bendis book. It's cool. It's fine. But I can't cop $3.99, especially um, in it. Um, tongue tied. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Especially with the way their trade system works, 
because like the five, four or five issues will come out. And after that fifth issue solicited, the next month they solicit the hardcover. And then normally a month or two later, they'll solicit the soft cover. Sometimes on the same day. Yeah. I know, I know DC's been playing that game. Well, DC is a, is a hot mess when it comes yeah, to trades. Yeah, that, that's true. They are a hot mess. Do you ever, do you ever listen to uh, the DC Comics uh, podcast from their panels from different conventions? No. It's just at least two per panel, someone will ask. Uh, I think Bob Wayne's the head of their trade department. Someone will ask them, when's this coming out in trade? And he's like, never. I mean, it's like, dude, how, you know how many people, if you put out Young Justice in some kind of collected edition, people would lose their minds. You know, you are the eighth person I know that <laughs> that has asked for a Young Justice in trade or, but, or or complete young justice. But you know what? In all honesty, that um that was going on when I was out of comics. Uh, I'd be interested in reading. I heard it was a great story. A lot of uh, was it Peter David, right? It's a good book. It uh, is it's a good book, and it was a good series. As much as sometimes certain writers kind of like kind of joke about Young Justice, it was a it was a good series. And and someone asked about uh, All Star Squadron. We know how I feel about All Star Squadron. You'll never see that, and I don't, and I don't know whether it's because DC has a beef with Roy Thomas or or not. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. If there is a market for it, the least you can do, especially with some of the stuff that that they re release anyway or put in trade, the least that you can do is try one trade, put X amount of issues in it in sequential order, mind you. Don't don't give me All Star Squadron trade and just give me issues one, five, seven, and ten as a sampler say here you go that's automatically a no-no because it's not going to sell and then they'll say see i told you this is why we can't have all-star squadron as a trait no because you didn't do it you didn't do it right you set yourself up to fail um perfect example is birds of prey birds of prey which was a very good book from the beginning yeah it kind of tailed off a little bit at the end the, look at the trade situation with birds of prey there's a lot of birds of prey that is not traded yep. a lot of it and a lot of it's out of out of print too but but some bookstores will say well it never sold and other bookstores say well we sold it just fine because it's it's all about markets and just all depends on what people want and if they can get it oh sure absolutely i mean someone asked about infinity inc too i don't think you'll ever see that no uh, and and the thing of it is is like i think i have the first 37 issues of that a lot of the 80s dc stuff i personally feel will never be reprinted ever and the only way you're going to get it would be through a digital outlet but see once again here's the here's and uh, here's the thing dc is always behind the eight ball when it comes to trends let's just keep it real they're always behind marvel's got this trade system down do i like their pricing no but they've got a system and they're really starting. To, they're really trying to condition people to go with the trade because I feel in a few years from now there will be a digital comics medium. There will still be a paper comics medium, but the but the way paper comics paper comics will be released will be different, and things will be more contingent on a trade itself. Whereas, as I said, Marvel's got digital side in various outlets now. They have paper comics. They have trades. All that stuff. DC is not even touching the digital game right now. Not even no. touching it. If they don't want to print, for example. If they don't want to print All-Star Squadron and make it a trade, they could scan it, clean it up digitally, and make a digital compendium. Because once these e-ink readers take off, I would buy the complete All-Star Squadron and read it on a digital e-ink reader. It would probably look beautiful, and I would be happy, and they would make money. But I don't think DC will ever do anything like that. They are, and I don't know if this, if Time Warner coming in and you know them changing into DC Entertainment will make them 
shift their focus and become more versatile as a comic book company. I hope it does. Because I really think they hurt themselves. Because they have all these characters, they have all these wonderful stories, and some of them, many of them, you'll never see again. A lot of them I joke about. I joke about JLA Detroit all the time, but I loved JLA Detroit. JLA Detroit was one of the most racist books that was ever invented. Oh, it was, but you know what? I loved it. Every single piece of JLA Detroit I love. Vibe is a terrible character, but I love JLA Detroit. I was sitting there and I'm like, I didn't think that they could top racist dialogue from, like, Black Lightning. (laughs) (laughs) And then, what, 10, 15 years later, they're like, you know what? We're going to make this character Vibe. Vibe was really, really bad. I remember when he died. uh, When he died. Oh, that's a... No, there's no need for a spoiler alert on that one. When he died in um, the JLA run when they were closing down the book, because they killed killed Steel. Uh They killed Vibe. Gypsy made it out okay, and Vixen made it out okay. But when they killed Vibe, nobody was upset. And it was a very dramatic issue. And it almost made me care about Vibe. But when they killed him, I'm like, eh, I think this is a good thing. I think you really need to go away, dude. You really well, between between the costume and the, and, the, and the dialogue, I mean, come on. Every 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 five pages, he was calling somebody amigo. And he would, what you doing? Chew. What you doing? They were real bad with that. With his yellow parachute pants. And that jacked up multicolored thriller jacket vest. Yeah. <laughs> and the Brett the Hitman heart sunglasses. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, this is bad. Not even, not even John Byrne can make Vibe look cool. Remember? No one can make John. Look, he's dead in Blackest Night, and it still doesn't look cool. <laughs> Although it did crack me up when the Justice League Unlimited animated series was on. <laughs> when they were in the Watchtower, there's this quick like little zoom, you know, this little walk by, and you see Vibe walking around. Yeah. Oh, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> laugh my ass off. They're really missing out, not only on making money, but getting books out to people. I don't care whether it's a trade, digital form, single issue. They're really missing the point. They're really missing the point. I know it's Dan DiDio's job to get people to go to the comic book store. I know it's Bob Wayne's job to facilitate trades. I know it's somebody else's job to facilitate this area of D.C. But when it comes to, <clears throat> I got to quit eating nachos. When it, comes down to it, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what form of comic is in somebody's hand. As long as a comic is in somebody's hand and D.C., was able, you know, they were able to give it to him. That's just how I feel about it. That's that, the truth. That that's how I feel about it because I just I get frustrated. I really do. And see, on, on the Marvel side of things, you have single issues going back to the whole Bendis Mighty Avengers thing. Standard comic book, X amount of pages, three ninety nine. But then you'll see another book, uh, Sword. Sword has the same amount of pages as certain Avengers books. It's two ninety nine. And you know why it's two ninety nine? Because if it was three ninety nine, that fucker wouldn't sell. <laughs> I'll take Eshwards for a thousand. <laughs> exactly. It would not sell for three ninety nine. No, well, you know what's messed up? Like, because I was buying all the Avengers books, okay? And Mighty Avengers and I think the Initiative were two ninety nine. Dark Avengers and New Avengers were three ninety nine. And now I'm sitting there going, Am I paying an extra dollar because Bendis is writing this? 
No, you're, well, it's, it's a, it could be a combination of things, honestly. It could be if that's a bestseller, yeah, t- well, take an extra I, dollar on it. But you know what? Spider-Man, I think, I feel is more popular now with Marvel than it's probably ever been. I mean, granted, yeah, they're, they're getting you three times a week. But And I'll be honest with you, if that hits a three ninety nine price tag, I, I'm going to stop buying that, too. I thought Amazing was always three ninety nine during the uh, during the weekly run. No. Oh, okay. It's two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Wait, hang on. I got two issues right here. It better be only two ninety nine. I should have quit this long. Yeah, it's two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Like, and and another thing too is a lot of DC um, miniseries are two ninety nine. They they get you on the one shot. The Kevin Smith Batman miniseries that's going on now. Yes. Two ninety nine. Now we all know Blackest Night isn't two ninety nine. <laughs> no, but that's more pages and all that. Yeah, that stuff. is true. You do get more pages. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Captain America Reborn. It all comes back down to balances, and I and I and I know people who have been listening to the show so far. Like, does this fool have to keep saying that word? Yes, I do. (laughs) In the comic book industry, it's all many industries. It's all about balances, and there has they have to find a way to work out that balance. But Marvel, I think, is going to have more of a harder time with these trades if they keep up. If they don't, they have to find a way to, to sell when their events even aren't quote-unquote events, when it's a universal type thing like Dark Rain. In my eyes, it's an event because the way they present it, it presents itself as an event. But essentially, it's really, you know, it's not because there isn't a single Dark Rain book. There are a ton of Dark Rain one-shots and a ton of series that are, you know, involved under the Dark Rain umbrella. There's a ton of miniseries, too. Uh, yeah, there's the list. It's a series of one-shots. Okay. But they also had, like, uh, Dark Reign, Spider-Man, The Hood, Lethal Legion, for fuck's sake. You know, that's when I, w- I was really getting, like, you know, not to be a Marvel basher, but I was just... Secret Invasion, the end of that damn miniseries, left such a bad taste in my mouth because it was, like, as soon as the... It, it, the last issue was just such a quick read, and then it was like, and now, Dark Reign. And I was like, you sons of bitches. Because they didn't give you time to let it breathe. It was like, you know what? And I appreciate that. And, you know, everybody... Everybody who's reading it says it's, a, it's it's really good. I am taking their word for it because I just I need a break, dude. Well, see, and this is where the trades come in on that, right? Exactly. Because I, oh, go ahead. I, I know that the way Marvel puts out their trades, I could buy the everything I missed from the Avengers. I could buy that in two months. You know, two month a month or two after the hardcovers released. Right, and. You know, and so much of that, though, is also intertwined into other books. It's going to come to a point where you, you're going to have to have this trade here and this trade there in order to get the whole story. And they could be two separate titles. Right. And it's starting to get out of control. Now, Marvel kind of worked that a little bit quietly. When Civil War came out, you had Civil War, you had all these crossovers, and then you had Frontline. Then you had the Civil War trade. And then they started releasing these uh, Civil War, I don't want to call them compendiums, but... It was essentially a book, and it came out as like eight issues. And it had, in one book, had Civil War number one and all the important crossovers in chronological order. And then issue two came out, Civil War two, all the proper crossovers in chronological order that that you needed to read. So you got a better overall feel for the story. And I, I think it was called Civil War Chronicles, if I if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So that's a perfect read. I'm like, well, if they traded that. I'd buy that. You know, I'd buy it that way because it just makes sense. I'm getting everything I need. It's just better that way. And now I guess there's a rumor or there's, they're starting to say that like the Blackest Night trade, there's going to be a trade where you'll have Blackest Night, 
and you're also going to have black certain Blackest Night tie-ins in the trade in order to make it cohesive. That's, yeah. what, that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Wouldn't it make more sense for enduring events as far as trading that, that type of material? Instead of coming out with three single issues, wouldn't it be better to take all three issues, make it one book, price it decently, and then just put it out? No. But I then, mean, it, I'm, well, it I mean, makes it, sense, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 granted, now, granted, now that I think about that, that might not be too suitable because think about it there's blackest night number one and then you'd be reading blackest night titans one and then you'd already have two and three and then you already would have know would know what happened ahead of time so right. that may right that may affect how you read issues two and three of blackest night so but but to be honest with you like i guess see why they did there's a lot of shit going on in superman and batman where they wouldn't want to put that stuff in the regular book but the titans one yeah you could have just threw that that would have been fine yeah and i and i like the titans mini i I really did i i liked it i i I like the titans mini better than than i liked it better than i thought i would but the thing of it is is it could have been titans issues Yes, yes. Where um, if you did that with Batman or Superman, that would really screw up their stories. You know what I mean? Where it kind of had to be separate, but there's not shit going on in the Titans book right now. The Titans book is a mess. Actually, both Titans books are a mess. And it's not the rosters I have a problem with. It's it's just more of a it's more of a, a, a writer's issue, and that it's more of a writer's issue, and there just needs to be some form of reorganization or something. I'm not sure, but there's something that's just missing. Especially from the Titans front. Titans should pretty much be JLAers by now. Now, granted, Cyborg, Donna Troy, and Dick Grayson, Batman are now in JLA, which I think is fantastic because it's about... And Starfire. And Starfire. Thank you. And Starfire are all in JLA. And it's honestly, it's about time. It's about time because they've been Titans forever. But who does that leave you with? It leaves you with Red Arrow... Flash, who both were members of the JLA, mm-hmm. Beast Boy, which I still can't. I he's 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 changeling to me, and Raven. So how is there going to be a Titans book? Well, there doesn't need to be one. That's no, but now I think what they're going to do is they're going to graduate like Superboy and Impulse and Wonder Girl, and they're going to take over there or some crap. I don't. It's confusing me. <laughs> oh yeah, and well, that's the whole thing. There needs to be a, um, a, a cleansing, if, if you will, a cleansing for Teen Titans and Titans. They have an assortment of characters, great rosters. Um, it's nice to see Static and Teen Titans as, as much as fanboys complain about Static on Teen Titans. I just want to smack those sons of bitches. But there just really needs to be a cleansing with, with Titans. On the trade tip, what is something that you would want to see in trade right now? Besides All-Star Squadron, because I know you want that. What is a book that right now you would like to see in trade that you can't have right now? I don't want All-Star Squadron in trade anymore because I'm one issue away from the entire run. So, <laughs> okay. If they, you know what? And when I find that issue, that's when DC is going to make the announcement. And it's going to be absolute every single issue, and I'm going to have to I'm going to have to hurt somebody. You know what I'd like to see? I would like to see more pre-crisis books, like runs from we'll just say like runs from individual titles, like the uh, that we were talking about this beforehand. The the trial of the Flash. Why can't that be a trade? It was like eight nine issues. Is that a, is that a trade? I don't know. I, I'm th- I thought I read a solicit for it. I thought oh I well. 
Son of a B. <laughs> I, I think I read a solicit for that. I'm not 100% sure, but no. Continue, continue. Um, why don't you go, and then oh, okay. I'll go at because I'm trying to think now. You, you put me on the spot. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, oh, that's, cool. that's cool. Black Panther, Marvel, Christopher Priest run. Needs to be traded. It will never yeah. be traded. I know that book wasn't a bestseller at times, even though it was highly praised by Entertainment Weekly, and Marvel did keep it running for a very long time five years five six years to this day it has never received a fair trade treatment the hudland run got a got a trade treatment the current run's going to have a trade treatment why can i get the christopher priest book why why can i have the christopher priest book in a trade and i will keep talking about that until the day i die because donnie just like you i have all i have all the single issues but two so and once i find these two issues including the deadpool crossover so i have to go buy a deadpool book which is actually kind of expensive. I'm going to get them bound. What what book? What 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 issues are you missing? I don't have the number. I don't have the numbers on hand. I know I'm missing two regular. I'm missing two regular issues of Black Panther, and there's an issue of Deadpool because Deadpool crossed over in, into an issue of a uh, BP. So I don't know the numbers offhand. I mean, on hand right now, but yeah. So I'm only missing those. And once I do that, I'm done. But it should be traded. That yeah. was a critically acclaimed book. I mean, I got a better chance of seeing Shogun Warriors in trade by Marvel before I see Black Panther. I, You know what? I got it. I know what I want traded. What's that? I want... It's coming up on, I think, the 25th or is it the 30th anniversary of the new Teen Titans. Don't don't slap me in the face with three storylines and say, look, we have new Teen Titans trades out there. You kiss my ass. I want the whole series, Baxter and regular, trade it. Yeah, you you know they started a archive, a DC archive for that. They canceled it. Yeah, I got one signed by George Perez. I'm mad I at think, you. I think I have volume three signed by George Perez. I found three and four at uh, the New York Comic Con, and then uh, I've been searching for one and two, and I think one is out of print. Yes, one is out of print. And two, I think I could get, but I don't want to spend the fifty bucks on it. And you shouldn't have to. And that's my point. Right. That's my whole freaking point. I want to read about the Titans. I really do. I want to read about the Teen Titans. I'm being honest. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up people's asses. I truly want to read these Wolfman Perez Titans books. And I, but I can't bend dive for all of them, okay? I can't. It's just not going to happen. That's impossible. There needs to be a better way for these trades to come out. And on the floppy tips, because the one area we didn't touch, because I know we're running short on time, the one area we didn't we didn't touch is independent independent books and small press. Our survival yeah. guide is completely different. Every time I hear somebody say on an indie book, "Well, I'll just wait for the trade." Yeah, you could say that for Dynamite. You could say that for Boom, because even though they're kind of quote unquote independent, they're not because they've got they've got backing, they've got clout. I know PKD Media. There is no waiting for the trade. We got a book out. The end. That's all there is to it. And if nobody buys it, there's not going to be another book. Yeah. So, and, and I have to admit, I'm guilty of that. I, I'm very guilty of that. We're all guilty of it because we've been conditioned to it. And it's just very difficult to break that conditioning. Because, I mean, like a lot of things from Ape, other companies such as that, mm-hmm. I say, yeah, I'll wait for the trade. And nine out of ten times, there's no trade. Because if it doesn't sell good in, uh, in single issues, they don't bother. And then there's the issue of if I go to a comic book store and say I want this single issue of this book, of this indie book here, or small press book there, there are times where certain comic book stores have been gaffled from getting said books because Diamond's like, oh, Diamond will be, um, let me paraphrase, Cubic Zirconium might say, 
well, we got this bigger store, bigger market store over here. They want these copies. We only have X amount of copies, but this store made a request earlier for five, for five to ten copies, but they're a small store, so we're just going to take those five and give them to the bigger store. So then I might never get my book. So if I don't get my book and the comic book store owner says, well, I tried, I did contact Cubic Zirconium, and they said, you know, they're out of stock, then I don't want the series then. And if I never get the book, I'll never get the series and I'll never get the trade if the, if a trade can exist. So yeah, yeah. It, it angers me. It, it turns on my blurred rage to new levels. And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is available via iTunes, or you can go to pkdmedia.com to get our show, check out our form, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, XO one of the Rock Solid Steelbots, Agents of Colt, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store, six days a week for free. And if you're on iTunes or our forum board, drop us a line or email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard.